Hey, how's it going? So, the importance of setting yourself a mission. That's what I'm going to be digging into today and why in business, in my opinion, actually having a mission in addition to your goal can actually be a really, really powerful driver for you as an entrepreneur and also for your audience. Um, and we're going to be digging into the psychology of it. I'm going to be digging into why it's important, how it works, a bunch of examples, and all of that fun stuff we're going to be digging into now. Exciting. I'm actually sat in my, in my bedroom at the moment, windows closed, lights on, curtains closed and everything, because my God, is it hot in the UK at the moment. It's like, ugh, it's horrible. So for those of you who don't know who I am, uh, my name's Dan Holloway. I'm a business coach and a mentor, and I help creative entrepreneurs to start, grow, and scale their businesses. And this isn't something I've actually spoken about openly because it's more of a, a motivator for me, but this is actually really relevant, right? Now, with myself, my own business, I've actually said to myself for a long time that my mission is to help one million creative entrepreneurs to create a stable, diverse income doing what they love, right? And if that's you, then you're probably in the right place. Now that is a mission statement for me, really drives what I do and how I do it. You know, it feeds into the content I create, it feeds into all the, the tactical side of stuff, but more importantly than any of that is it actually helps me to kind of almost hold myself to task and hold myself to account of what I'm doing. Because if I want to be helping a million creative entrepreneurs to create stable, diverse income, then that means that I don't get involved with things like cryptocurrencies. I don't get involved in that. Things that are inherently unstable and unpredictable. Some people have great wins with them. Some people have massive losses with them, but it doesn't align with my mission. It doesn't align with me and what I do and what I stand for, right? So when we go through all of this, we really have to understand the, the psychology behind it. So there's a guy called Simon Sinek. Um, you might have actually heard him, um, heard of him, sorry. Now, Simon Sinek is an, an author. He's a, I believe he's a sociology person, psychology, sociology, one of the two. Um, he's written a, a number of books, chief of which, and one of his most important, um, so the most important one, you can tell it's hot, I'm getting all tongue-tied. The one that he's most famous for is a book called Start With Why. And he's also given a TED talk as well, so you might have heard him from there. But the, the crux of it is that he says that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I agree to a to a degree, I agree to an extent. So because when people buy, people generally buy with emotion, they justify with logic, right? So when people look at what Simon Sinek does and they say, right, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it, that actually does have a number of crossroads into sales psychology. So the psychology of selling is that people buy with emotion, they justify with logic. So if you mesh the two together, what you do tends to be factual, it tends to be step-by-step, step, it tends to be tangible, it tends to be action-based, it tends to be things that are logical, right? Why you do a thing 
tends to be emotion, tends to be driven by emotional desires. And emotion on its own is a little bit unstable, which is why when people buy, they buy with emotion, but they have to justify it with logic. Because if you really, really feel like you want something, but you don't anchor that feeling with something logical or tangible or factual, then we as humans start to doubt ourselves because we as humans are inherently distrustful of our emotions because we know how volatile they can be. So we have to anchor those emotions in some kind of a logic. So mapping that back to a mission is because I want to help a million creative entrepreneurs to create stable, diverse income. That's really important for me because it's both emotionally driven and tangibly anchored, right? So when I talk about this at say a virtual events or if I'm talking at summits or if I'm doing workshops within people's communities um, on Facebook groups or other external communities, when I talk about mission and what I do and what I want to strive to achieve, they can buy into that emotionally. They can anchor that in both the number and the volume that I want to achieve. I'll get to that bit in a minute as well. But they also anchor that mission with the contextually with the content that I'm actually sharing with them. Right? Does that make sense? Because when you mesh the two together, they can actually be incredibly powerful, like massively powerful. And it's probably going to be something I'm going to be talking about more, especially post COVID. When we post COVID, we're kind of like we're we're kind of getting used to COVID, I guess you could say. And there, let's face it, there's a lot of snake oil people out there. There's a lot of people who are selling the opportunity for quick wins. You know, cryptocurrencies, for example, has been massive, huge amounts of gains for many people, huge amounts of losses for others. If you were lucky enough to be on the gain side, all power to you. If you were unlucky enough to be on the losing side, then my sympathies, because those people are going to be in a financial hole for quite some time. But when I talk about stable diverse income it's because especially really amplified during covid but i've believed this for many 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 years is that when you have a diverse income as in multiple revenue streams and those are predictable to a degree or stable to a degree but you have many of them all your eggs aren't in one basket then you are protected to a degree far more so than if you put all of your eggs all in one platform, all in one product, all in one service, all in one strategy or with one group or community. Because if that stable foundation that you think is stable disappears, because there's only one of them, where's your income going to come from? You know, it, that's proven many, many times over during COVID. People were laid off, people lost their jobs, businesses shifted, Platform shifted, algorithms changed. So that's why when I speak about mission that I'm on, people can really tie into it because they've experienced it. They may even be experiencing right at this moment. So my question to you would be this. If you were to say, right, what is my mission? You know, what am I trying to achieve? That mission needs to be big enough that you think, holy crap, how am I going to achieve that? But it has to be not so big that you'll just laugh. 
<laughs> so I initially, when I was thinking about this myself, probably about a year or two ago, I was thinking 10,000 and then I went to 100,000. I was like, well, actually, if you think about it, I could grow a YouTube channel in a couple of years. Yeah, it's in duration over the 12, 24 month period. I can probably grow a YouTube channel between 50 to 100,000 um, subscribers, that is. So technically speaking, I'd be helping 100,000 creative entrepreneurs to start growing scale their businesses, you know, to create a stable, diverse income. So what's the goal then? You know, do I just up the stakes and do half a million and then a million and then, you know, 100 million and then 500 million? That seemed a little bit silly to me, right? But a million creative entrepreneurs having a diverse, stable income, to me, is achievable but it's a little bit scary, right? So your mission, I believe, needs to be something that you feel you can potentially achieve given enough work and enough focus and enough dedication, but not too big that it's basically impossible. You know, I couldn't say I'm gonna help a billion people to make that achievement that I wanna to drive towards because, you know, that's a massive portion of the planet. You know, that's a little bit like, really? <laughs> but equally, a thousand, you know, a hundred, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand. That's not many, you know? That's achievable pretty easily. So not so little that it's easy, not too high that it's laughable, but high enough that it's a little bit scary. And when you structure this, the framework is pretty simple, right? And framework is, is very, very straightforward, in fact. You have to map out who you're going to help, what you're going to help them to achieve, and how. And give it some kind of a volume or some kind of a tangible numerical value. Right? So if you're a fitness professional, for example, you want to help a million people achieve their idea of their ideal weight or body shape, you know, however you kind of want to put your values and your beliefs into that, you know, body shaming is a thing, obviously. Um, so however you want to frame that, it's entirely up to you and whatever your business is structured towards. But you get the gist, right? That's the kind of thing that you need to do. Create a mission. And whether you talk about it openly or not, it's entirely up to you. But have a mission there that's keeping you on track. I mean, if you think about it, Business itself is is a tough road. There are many, many. I mean, I, I talk about this in my workshop. Um, that I've, it's actually available on my website if you want to dub in, jump into that. So in that workshop, it's a free workshop training. And in that workshop, I talk about really the, the realistic, honest hardships and hurdles of running a business. I mean, if you feel free to check that out, it's danholloway.live forward slash workshop. Uh, I'll put that in the link to that inscription below as well. And I jump through a lot of the hurdles you have to uh, really overcome as an entrepreneur. I jump through a lot of the hurdles you have to really dig into and fight through. You know, I go through all the, the goal setting. I go through many strategies and tactics of going through starting growth and in, in this, into scale. All of that, if you put a mission behind that, and like I said, if you jump into the workshop, you understand what I mean. If you put a mission behind that, it becomes so much more crisp and clear and tangible and driven, right? 
That's all for me now. I'm going to go and turn off about, turn on probably maybe two, five, maybe 6,000 fans and blast them at my brain because my God, why do we not have air conditioning in the UK? It should be a thing. Anyway, I'm not going to complain because I'm going to sound like a mopey, <laughs> mopey dad who's grumpy and sweaty and annoyed. <laughs> Take it easy. Enjoy yourself. I hope you're having a funner time of it than we are over here in London, void of air conditioning. And I'll speak to you again. Take it easy. <laughs>